Hey y'all, it's Carmen with the Let's Be Real podcast. Thank you for joining me today. I'm back in my sophisticated recording studio, our closet, and I have um, Brian's back with me today. Hey. Your boy's back. <laughs> yeah, I'm back. How are you doing? Great. Good, good. So we're going to talk about today the structure of family um, and how God has kind of laid that out in His in His Word. So this is going to be an interesting discussion. It's going to go for a couple weeks. We're going to talk about putting God first, and then we're going to talk about a husband's role in that, and then a wife's role, and then where do the children fit in to make up the whole family unit. Sound good? Are you ready? Awesome. Let's go. Okay. All right. So God created mankind to operate within the institution of a family. We see that um, from the very beginning with Genesis, how he created Adam and Eve and put them together and all the things left from there, as far as like the church structure and all of that is kind of patterned after that family unit. So I, I would say family is very important. And putting it in its right context and priorities and all of that is important, right? Correct. Okay. So we're going to kind of, like I've said, we're going to follow the guidelines. We're going to lay out the structure that God has set forth in His Word. And our jumping off scripture is Roman, not Romans, duh. Um, Psalm 128. Romans is not even on our paper. I don't know why I said Romans. I guess I got Romans in my head. But right. Psalm 128. So this is talking about the theme of this psalm. The psalm is that God is the true head of the home. Um, And this is also called the marriage prayer because it was often sung at Israelite marriages. And that God will reward our devotion to him with inner peace when we follow his guidelines. So Psalm 128, I'll read it. And then we're going to jump into some discussion about it. Okay. Sound good? Yeah. Okay. Blessed are all who fear the Lord, who walk in his ways. You will eat the fruit of your labor. Blessings and prosperity will be yours. Your wife will be like a fruitful vine within your house. Your sons will be like olive shoots around your table. Thus is the man blessed who fears the Lord. May the Lord bless you from Zion all the days of your life. May you see the prosperity of Jerusalem. And may you live to see your children's children. Peace be upon Israel. So this is going to be the scripture that we, like I said, the jumping off point that we, um, the framework of all of these different discussions that we're going to have in the coming weeks. The first thing that it says is blessed are all who fear the Lord. So in my mind, that's putting God first, right? That there's, there's going to be blessings and rewards for that man. It all starts with the man, right? He created Adam first, um, God had a relationship with the man first. That doesn't mean the man's more important than the woman, but yet this is where God kind of sees the, it's where he's laying the foundation of this family structure. Um, The man being the head of the house, correct? Correct. Okay. And you embrace that role. You do a pretty good job of that. Thanks. Yeah, you're welcome. Try to. So hopefully you do that because you fear the Lord and then all these blessings and things are going to come your way. But with that in mind, let's talk about how do we put God first in the context of our family individually and then together as as a couple. But we'll talk about 
we'll talk about that here in a minute. But God first was something that we didn't start on March 31st, 2007, when we got married, right? That was a, already a pattern in both of our lives individually that we had already set up. So what did that look like? Right. What did that look like for you? Well, I accepted Christ at an early age when I was 10. Um, and like I've, I've told you before, my college and, and work years, um, I believe my relationship with Christ was at its strongest as, at that point. And I think it was... Back then, it was getting me ready for family and marriage. So mm-hmm. just like what you were saying, you've got to have it individually first before you know you can offer it to your spouse, to your children, friends, family. Right. You've got to you've got to have that foundation within your heart first. Mm-hmm. I think we've also mentioned that our time of singleness, or you know, before we got married, those were times where we had. Um, What's the word I'm looking for? Very uh, deep study. Yeah, it was very concentrated time with God that was not, uh, wasn't interrupted by distractions or kids coming in the room or different events and things that you had to get to. Um, You had a lot more time. Yeah. With God. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's not something that we should feel guilty about now because we're married because God of course, blessed us with a marriage and a family. And um, so we don't need to be feel shameful that we can't spend an hour and time of Bible study and prayer. Um, but that, that was a blessing that we had to start realizing then. So it, it did prepare us for marriage and, and for what God had in store for us. It laid, it laid the foundation. Sure. Um, a verse that goes along with that is Deuteronomy 6. Um verses five through eight. And of course, this is a very familiar verse to probably everybody, but it says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul and with all your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be upon your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk around the road, when you lie down and when you get up, tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. Um, that was actually through verse nine. Um, but yeah, so those are, you know, we had to, it didn't say love the Lord your God when you get married with all your heart. Just that that was kind of a commandment that we've been given to, to do all of our lives from the beginning of salvation and on down. Okay, so what does God look like putting God first individually, even uh, before marriage, we talked about that a little bit. And then even now, as we're married, how do we still put God first? You as Brian and myself as Carmen. Um, it's basically putting away my wants and needs and look at the family's wants and needs. Um, to put God first, I believe, is very difficult. I am a selfish person just like everyone else. Um, if I want to do it my way, things are probably not going to work out the way they should. If you put God first, though, things are usually usually work out perfectly. Um, but like I said, it's not natural for me to put God first. Mm-hmm. It takes a lot of work and prayer. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the same for for myself. Um, even now, it's more of a mindset than it is certain things that you the checklist that you check off. Uh, putting God first 
It is a mindset of, okay, God, what do you want me to do today? I'm going to put aside what I want to do or what I think or what I want to say. What is it that you want me to say? What do you want me to do? And I think that'll be, that's going to be communicated to people outside looking in for us individually if, if we're having that mindset as we begin each day. Okay, so what is God, what is putting God first look like now as our couple, as us as a couple, our family um, here in our home? What does that look like? Uh, for like decisions that we make, pray through those, mm-hmm. discuss them with each other, see what others thinking. Um, you may be, see something totally different than what I see. Um, for an example, you know, quite a few years ago, um, Carmen had come to me about her job saying that she felt like she wasn't making a difference and you prayed through that and you felt like you needed to, to move somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, you didn't have anything lined up, just said, I, I need to stop. So I said, okay, if that's how you're feeling, then you do that. So I had to put away my wants of her making money where we could buy more things, um, to sacrifice those things so she felt better about herself and what she wanted to do. And it's it's great how things worked out because when you did that, this is kind of where your role at now mm-hmm. in your job. So yeah. here again, when you pray about the things and put God first, it will, it will work out. Yeah. Those were a rough couple of days going through that, you know, telling you and trying to make that decision and, um, no, I think you cried, so I said, I no, did. <laughs> that was not manipulation, I, I promise you. I did not need to hear crying every day I came home. <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, Just let it go. Yeah, yeah. I think also with the decision-making, um, you know, the example that comes up to my mind is when we were praying through, were we going to be foster parents? And and we actually had Shelby come in and help and we asked her what her opinion was. What did she think about that? And I think that helps teach her that as a family, we make decisions together and we, we ask God what he wants us to do. And even if it's hard or uncomfortable, it doesn't mean we don't do it, you know, just because it's not easy. Faith, faith over fear. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Uh, I know there's rooms where we can improve. I mean, areas where we can improve in this, um, you know, I think we could have more time of reading scripture, devotions with our children. Um, we can ha- do a lot more of, you know, I don't know, worship music around the house where it's setting an atmosphere of peacefulness and that kind of thing. So there's always room for improvement, but oh, yeah. we do try and, and do our best with putting God first. And we've tried to do that since day one of our marriage, too, is that this isn't just you and I. There's three people in this marriage, and that third person is God. And, and what does he have to say about what we do and what we say and how we treat each other? Um, a verse that goes along with that is Joshua twenty four fifteen. But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve, whether the gods of your forefathers served beyond the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. And so that's what we're striving to do every day is to serve the Lord. Right? right. Yep. Okay. So what keeps us focused on this priority? What it keeps us striving to put God first? Um, I think we need each other. Um, 
we are the best, awesomest, greatest accountability partners for each other. Mm -hmm. Definitely hold each other accountable, and um, that way we can work through that. Um, but with that, though, you see my worst of me and also the best of me. Mm -hmm. So you just got to work through those things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's, we get up every morning and we choose, we're going to have our, as our marriage, or we individually as our family going to choose to put God first today. It's a choice that we have to make. And some days we don't make that choice. We don't make the right choice. And those are the days where things are haywire or we open our mouths and say something we shouldn't say. We feed uh, off each other. We feed off each other. You know, I've often I've heard this analogy one time that the woman's the thermostat of the house. So, so I, am I. Well, then you would be like the whole unit. <laughs> so I would, you know, I'm the one I'm that the sets unit. the temperature in our home, you know, if but, you know, I guess that goes back to the whole saying, if mama's not happy, nobody's happy. I don't know if that's the case here, but if I ain't happy. Nobody's I happy think either. it's more of that. If daddy's not happy, nobody's happy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but we fail. We fail every once in a while. But yet we still get up the next day and, and try and make that decision again of choosing to put God first um, and to do that in practical ways. Uh, a verse that goes along with that is Matthew six thirty three. Um, again, another familiar verse, it says, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. So as we're seeking him first, everything else will kind of fall into place and we really won't have to, we won't have to worry about the things that we think we have to worry about, um, cause he's going to work it out and it's all going to come out the way he wants it to, right? Okay, so in Psalm 128, the structure of the family was, of course, God first. And then from there, the husband being the head of the, of the family, there's scripture about that. We're probably going to get into that next week. But there's, the structure is God, husband, wife, and then children. Um, the structure the, of a godly home. So what if the structure of the home or the family was not in that order? What if it was all jumbled up and mixed up? What if the wife felt like she was the top dog or the husband and wife put the children as the top dog? What do you think would happen in that case? Um, I mean, I would say it wouldn't be a good situation. Um, now, I guess the maybe the man at that point would feel disrespected. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a lot with me, my biggest problem is, is feeling disrespected against. Mm -hmm. You know, you could do a lot of things to me, but disrespect me in my home, it's a problem. Right. So I think it would just be chaos. I think it wouldn't, it wouldn't jail. Decisions wouldn't be made well. Mm -hmm. And things would just fall apart. Right. I mean, it may be a slow process. It mm -hmm. may take a while because anybody do good for a while. Right. But when problems come in, I think then you would really see issues arising. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, God is a God of order. We see that through creation of him. You know, was, he was very strategic and specific about what he created in the days that he created it. And we see order all throughout Scripture. I think the family's the same way. And when that order is all jumbled up, there's going to be chaos. And 
nobody wants to come in and live in chaos. Nobody wants to, you can't be comfortable or be yourself in the midst of chaos. And so when that structure is all out of, out of whack, that's everybody else is going to be out of whack. You know, it's going to be, it's going to be crazy. It's like an engine and all the parts, not all where they need to be. The engine's not going to run very well, will it? Right. And you can, we can see all throughout the Bible, even from the first family, um, Adam and Eve and their children, that families all throughout Scripture have gotten it wrong, right? Because why? Because sin entered in. We're all human. You know, we're, we're going to make mistakes. Um, so we're selfish. We're selfish. We want, you know, we want what we want. Forget everybody else. Um, forget who it hurts. That is the world we live in. Mm-hmm. So all families have these dysfunctional tendencies. Um, no family is perfect or will we, be perfect. We have them too. Exactly. <laughs> but we can strive to hit that to hit that mark of God's standard that he set forth, and, and that's what we're, we're trying to do. Um, in conclusion, uh, verse 3 of Psalm 128, I'm going to read it again. It says, Your wife will be like a fruitful vine within your house. Your sons will be like olive shoots around your table. So there are benefits to setting up your family according to the guidelines that God has set forth. What kind of fruit are you? Right now, I'm like a pear shaped fruit. <laughs> be, an been, be an apple because that's you bite into it. Okay. I got to have, you know, some bigger pants than my tops. So that means I'm a pear shape. Work for an apple. <laughs> that means I'd be all round all the way around. Firm and round. Oh, boy. Okay. So fruitful vines and olive shoots. These are symbols of fruitfulness, happiness, and flourishing. And who wouldn't want that in your home, right? That's the kind of life we want to have. We want to um, impress that upon our children so that when they leave our home, they'll be able to to set up their own home as to be a flourishing and fruitful place and order and structure. Yeah. Yeah. So we just encourage you, if you're not following the guidelines of God that God has set forth in scripture, just start in, start right now in your own home, you and your spouse, y'all sit down and talk about it and see where you can start making some changes. Um, you will not regret it. And then every day you've got to get back up and decide that you're going to do it again day after day. Um, it's not easy, but it is simple. So let's, let's strive to be the best families that we can be. And then when we go out into the world, we're going to glorify God and as a family when we do that. How's that sound? Sound good? Good. You want to pray for us? Sure. Awesome. Thanks. I threw that on you, didn't I? You did. Let's pray. I just thank you for this day that you've given us, God. And as we look to to strive to be more Christ-like, God, each and every day, we pray when decisions or anything arises, God, that we that we bring it to you first, and that you're the top priority um, of our listing, God. That you're the center of it too. Pray for our families, God. And we lift them up to you. Just thank you again for this day, Christ. My pray. Yeah. All right. Thank you all for joining us today. We hope that you have been encouraged and you have jo enjoyed this conversation. I think we'll, we'll, we'll come back next week and talk about 
the husband. So the husbands will be in the hot seat next oh, we week. Yes. Oh. Yes, so we're going to get prepared and get, bring y'all some good stuff next week. So we hope you'll join us again. And this podcast has helped you in your Christian walk. I encourage you to subscribe, leave us a rating, and share with a friend. We'll meet you right back here next week as we continue this discussion on godly family structure. Remember, you can catch Let's Be Real on Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and Amazon. You can also access Let's Be Real and other podcasts on the Kingdom Rock Podcast Network by visiting www.kingdomrock.org. This has been Brian and Carmen. Go be real. The world needs to see it. Keep it real and true.